Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. December, so happy New Year's to come tomorrow, tonight, later tonight. Um, I just saw them celebrating in Australia, so they're already in 2021, so the world is already revolving and changing, but what a great day. What a great day to just feel something, even though it's not behind us, on its way. Just to feel that, that glimmer of hope and feeling like, well, we have this time to do what we thought we wanted to do because of, and we do it. So this is really an interesting time in all of our lives. I used to wonder, you know, like you'd hear about the Depression era and you would hear about World War One and people who've lived through World War Two. There's some who've lived through both that I know. And people who've lived through other crazy things. We had 9-11. We had all these other big things. And I thought, wow, you know, in our lifetime, there has never been anything like we hear, like the World War Twos of our time where it affected the entire world. And, and as we get older and technology gets faster and bigger and kind of ahead of us for the most part, What's going on now is life-defining, and it is a worldwide thing, and it is something that has drawn us together in a way that we will not even begin to see. We've scratched the surface for years to come. It will be the story that our kids tell their kids, and they're going to be like, Mom, you're so old, and Dad, you're so old. But this is it. This is We are living in this. And God keeps, you know, throwing in these little bones to say, hey, hey, you guys have gotten too far away from each other. People don't care about each other. What's going on? And then we get reeled in. And then over time we forget and something else shows up. And that's why Christ always says at this time in our history, We chose to be here. And that's one of the things that keeps us together. So it's kind of cool. Just a little bit of thinking on that one. So today is Dream Theme Thursday. And what a time for dreams. I have a dream that says, In the dream, I saw my brother drawing on the wall in the same place I used to draw. At first, I thought he was drawing a snake. And I thought that was weird, but then I realized it's not a snake. It was a bird. It made me feel good to see it was a bird. We weren't sure if my parents were going to approve of the sketch on the wall. 
We felt there was a better chance that they are going to like it if we say, I did the sketch and not him. Then we saw an old drawing in my old room. It was a girl with her head bent down in some yoga artistic position. The sketch was covered with things. My brother thought it was important, but I did not pay much attention to it. That's the dream. Thank you. As always, have a great day. So this dream is about your relationship with how you view yourself and your family, that you are like the lead of your brother and you are the in-between between him and your parents. Just to think that if you were the one that said you did the drawing, they wouldn't care, but they would care if it was him. You weren't sure if they would let it stay up on the wall. But then you went in your room, and your brother thought that it was important even though you didn't pay attention to it. So he also was following your lead. He's following you as the go-between. He's looking up to you. He's looking at you as the person that's guiding him. So you take on the position that your actions are actually very important to someone. Now, where does that come into your life? Where does that come in? Because if he were drawing a snake, which is what you thought in the dream, a snake is always about rebirthing. But then you find out it's a bird, and the bird is about flight. It takes flight. It spans its wings. Some birds are looked at peaceful. Doves and white doves are looked at as holy. You know, there's all these different kind of really good things that come with a bird. But you associate good feelings towards your brother. Deep inside, you trust him and you know he's watching you and you want to be that guide for him. But let's take it a step further. It's not just about your brother and or how your parents will take a look at it. It's about how you look at you. There's something about validation through others, meaning you are going to take either the hit or the praise that your brother would have gotten if your parents knew that it was you who drew that on the wall. But you were willing to take that for him. And then what you drew, which he looked up to, you discounted. So I want you to stay on this thread with me for a minute because if you discounted that what you are actually saying to yourself in this dream is what others think about me brother mother father is way more important or ahead of what I think about me it's easier for me to focus on others stuff paintings opinions feelings And anything I do, oh, who cares? Because that part of a personality, when it comes out in a dream like this, this dream is like, you know, you'd be like, oh, I'm so the drawing, and yeah, 
you know what, I was going to take over for it. And, yeah, I didn't want my brother to get in trouble. And, you know, but I realized my brother's kind of watching me. So I'll be good for him. I'll, you know, cover for him. That that makes me a good person. But what you need bigger than that is to cover for you. What do you admire? What part of you are you willing to show your parents? Show yourself. These kinds of dreams that seem so simple are showing up everywhere now because we're getting into this place of fine-tuning our souls. We can't get away from the thoughts in our heads right now. We can't get in our car and go to work or go to a movie or go to a mall or go anywhere. So what's happening to us? We're cleaning out the attic, the cupboards, dreaming of snakes and birds. We're looking at where we fit into our own lives. We're finding out if we're lonely in a crowd or if we're really just lonely or if we haven't addressed our issues. But we're also finding out what we are good at. And this dream is telling you, you have talent. Your brother admires your talent and you're discounting it. Think about all the times people tell us, you have done a great job. And we go, oh, no, no, it took me five minutes to do that. Instead of saying, wow, that only took me five minutes to do and they think it's a great job. Oh, wow. That's actually kind of cool. But then we don't think it, do we? We discount it and say, that was no big deal. I didn't even have to try. But the fact that you didn't have to try and somebody else saw value in it is one of your answers as to where you have talent. We have been getting this all wrong. We have been taught to be humble. And if somebody compliments us, to take it away. So they stop complimenting us because we keep taking it away. And then we say, nobody compliments me anymore. And we wonder why. Every single thing you do Every single thought you have goes back to you. And then the way you feel about it is how it plays itself out in your life, step by step, starting with you not thinking what you do is filled with worth and talent and good energy. 
It's like God's like, here, here's this gift. Open it. And you're like, nah, I'm not opening that. And God's like, hey, but just pull the ribbon string and, and, and see. Maybe you might want to rip the the paper off of the box and see what's in the box. And you're like, nah, it's pretty enough. But, yeah, I, I don't want to know what I have inside of me yet. I'll wait for a good day. And God's like, really? Well, you do know that if you don't open this gift, I can't give you the one behind it. Because truth and love, purity, they propel. They go forward. When you learn something, you learn it in greater depth and greater depth. So if you don't open this one, I can't give you the next one. Think about that. Instead of thinking, hey, you know what? That is pretty good. And I did that like five years ago. I've grown so much as a sketch artist in that time. Maybe I want to go back to sketching. Maybe I want to paint. Maybe I have a flair for fashion. Maybe I have a flair for drawing cars. There's never a shortage for a good artist because art is such an individual thing that it's a style. Not everyone can do it. But if you don't open door number one, you are not going to get door number two. And if you don't open door number two, you're not going to get door number three. So if I were the person behind this dream, and what a great day to do it. It's New Year's Eve. Everybody's in the new mode right now. Even if we're someone who says, I don't really care, and I sleep through midnight, and I do whatever, they go on and on, they still feel new. Because tomorrow is a new day. If there's any day that's a new day in all of our lives, it's the new year, new day. I would make a list. Everything that I've done. I don't care if it's four pages long. The more the merrier. Not everything you didn't do, not even one thing you didn't do. I want your mind to stay in that place of, wow, I did this, and I did this too, and I also did this. And the more you start to remember it, the more you start to see it. And what does that do to you? What happens to you when you do that? I took care of my parents. I came up with this idea at work. I finished school. I learned how to cook. I moved out on my own. I actually knew what to do. There's a lot of stuff I had to learn, but it was fun. Positive begets positive. So when you do that, you're going to go back into your life and rewrite it. Not to ignore the challenges you had, but to see how they made you better, can never 
ignore the problems or the issues we have. And the more we try to ignore the better parts of us, the farther and fewer in between that they will be. Because what will happen to us is we will get used to ignoring what's good in us. And we all have good. Now one saying, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So if the clock is pulling out what's right, you should pull out what's right. And I can guarantee you, you're more right than twice a day. Like Christ once said, and was a while ago when we first got that video feature on our phones and all of a sudden we're seeing videos of people eating and people walking and people selfieing and whatever it is we're doing now. But this was at the beginning of it. And he said, if a video were to follow you all day long, you would realize that you had a much better day what you think you had. And the other prong to this doesn't sound like a big dream dream. The other part of this is understanding that without self-worth, that will affect choices in partners, job choices, where you live choices. Well, I'll just accept this. Well, this is good enough. I have a sink, a stove, a table, and you don't really care what it looks like or if it's clean or not. You'll just accept it. Or if it's a man that he's just there and you feel that you've offered him whatever it is you think he wants instead of, is this right for me? Self-worth is your compass all of our compass. Whatever standards you accept for yourself, I'll just take that. I'll just buy that for now instead of looking for what you really want and not settling so that you can see that when you start looking for what you want, what you find is always better than you expected. Ask people who've been on journeys, really hard journeys, and most of us by now can at least talk about one, two, or five hard journeys, and not one person would give up that journey, even though during the time they were going through it, they may have cried, they may have felt isolated, they may have felt alone, they may have felt like they were being punished, that God wasn't with them or watching them. And they'll tell you, at the end of it all, oh, man, I get why that happened. If I didn't cry that night, I would not have released what I really feel. Because when we cry, it's hard to lie, right? I mean, you'd have to be, something would have to be really off for you to to really lie when you're crying. I know that sounds funny, but when we cry, all the real stuff starts showing up. That's why we try not to cry. I don't want to cry, we say. 
that old drawing in your room that you discounted, your brother thought was great, enough to create his own, enough to want to be like you, to feel that energy of a gift. He picked it up. You took it away. Do you see? We are not here for fun. We're here to have fun, but we're not here for fun. Our souls really came here to discover our gift, our contribution to the world we live in in this time that we are living here. That's what we're doing right now, all of us. You and me and anybody and everybody who is listening. Some of us are really great cheerleaders for others. Others have the gift of gab. And so they talk and teach through talking. Others like to clean their homes or garden. And we have been dialed back, cooking each other, our families, doing our wash, doing chores. When have you heard that word in the past 10 years? Now we have chores again because we can't bring anyone in our house to do a lot of the stuff we used to bring them in to do. We don't need to drop things off and have someone else do our dry cleaning or someone else do our shopping or someone else pick this up or pick up our kids or whatever it used to go on, dialed back to us, to you, because we have missed our gifts so far that we were willing to accept living a pressured and stressed life that took us nowhere. No matter how much money we made or how little money we made, we now are all in the same boat. So us not noticing what the real gifts are or were probably in a very weird way, even though we're kind of going nuts being secluded, the appreciation for each other is off the charts. Having a conversation with a person outside of your home has been one of those I'm looking you in the eyes conversation. And times I'm just talking to the cashier at the grocery store and I get tears in my eyes because we are all affected and we needed to be affected and a gift may be that we just got tears in our eyes because the appreciation for talking to each other is that big that meaningful so to dial back to your dream 
And I only wanted to do this dream today because it just sounds like, oh, it's kind of a feel-good, not here or there, but I'm really glad that you wrote it out. Because in this time, discounting ourselves does not become us. Taking away the energy of our gifts, keeping it at bay, makes us feel isolated. It makes us feel like we are alone because we are alone in those thoughts of not being worth our gifts. Now think about that. We are alone. We feel alone when we do not tap into our gifts. That's why people who have been, you know, the artist Van Gogh, if you ever read about his life, he felt tortured by his gift. Tortured. He had no money. His brother was raising him. He took extreme measures on his body, on himself, because he could not control his gift. Yet there's something about every painting you will see of his. He's one of he is my actual favorite artist, but there's more. But enough for me to even want to know about his life. Like, what kept this man painting like this? And it turned out he couldn't help it. His life may have felt torturous to him on many fronts. But when he was painting, he was the most alive because he did tap into his gift. He may not have known how to balance himself within it. He didn't run on the regular clock that we all ran on. But that passion that is in every paint stroke ever did is why people still look for his art and replicas of his art until this very day. That's how attractive passion is. And when Christ said, pure attraction changes all the circumstances around it, is the difference between marrying someone you love and someone you settled for just loving you and you kind of weren't sure if you loved them. But that was okay because you just wanted to get married anyway. And you did achieve that. And the rest, you'll deal with it. But if you tap into your passion, you would never do that. Never, ever, ever, never do that. In the past three months, I have worked with three different women, age groups, jobs, that were on their way to settling in a relationship. They knew it. Everyone around them knew it. The parents didn't care. They just wanted their girls married, settled, 
because they come from a generation where that was important. One hasn't found anyone yet, but left. One is in the process of leaving and seeing why this isn't working. And one did leave, pressure from parents to go back, and did find her true love and feels completely different, is in her element. So go back and start with an empty notebook and list every single thing you have done that you believe was good. And don't stop until you get until today. What a way to start the new year. You guys, I love you so very much. I will see you on Monday. Have a happy new year. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.